I'm St. Pete Sam, and that's my brother, Max Flowers, and this is Under the Influencer. A show where we sit down and have a drink with the influential people of Tampa Bay. And on today's episode, we are joined by St. Pete's Poet Laureate, Gloria Munoz, and... Writer, producer. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So I guess we just kind of want to start um, with your background and you know how how you are you St. Pete native? I am. Yes. Okay. Eighty seven. Yes. I was born in St. Petersburg. <laughs> okay. So you guys as are the were, same grade. As was I. Yes. So yes. we grade? shared. Adults don't <laughs> talk like that anymore. Yes. <laughs> we're in grades forever. We're the same grade. We're the same grade. Oh, You're like four grades older than me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As your elder. <laughs> I'm going to be in my 50s and be like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. You, Gloria and I shared uh, one year of high school at St. Pete High. Yes. And then you moved over to the more prestigious uh, PCCA, Pinellas County Center for the Performing Arts. Where the <laughs> real theater kids yeah. went. <laughs> I needed to do musical theater. Like, my high school musical theater heart was like, gonna burst yeah so. and that was the place yeah i mean we you know same <laughs> like, behind we, we did all right we did all right yeah we did we did uh troop two five five nine two, five five nine two two five i don't remember but two, two, that five, was our, five nine i think that's what it was I think you're right that yeah. was our <laughs> thespian <laughs> troop numbers <laughs> Thanks. That was a yes. Troop two five five nine specific call out. <laughs> they have their own Instagram now. Okay, thespians. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yes. I mean, but we even though you went to a different school, our classes were like yeah, our paths super crossed super tight. Yeah, like we did all the competitions together. Like, the, <laughs> we inspired, I think, a lot of high school yeah, musical television. There, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of crossover talent. Yeah. <laughs> but um, where did your passion for writing come out of? Like, where did that start? Where did that fire start in you? Oh, my gosh. I feel like I've been writing forever. Um, it was like how I made sense of things. I have like the top shelf of my bookshelf is composition books and one of them was a songwriting book that i had when i was like 10 oh my god and i just started writing songs and they were just like like all kinds of just like you know 10 year old like it seems like nonsense <laughs> but it was really it was very important at the time like, yeah These are my feelings yes it was yeah. songs about feelings yeah. yeah but it was like exploring like that space and like making sense of things and i you know i just got really into songwriting specifically I wasn't like a journaler, but I think songwriting was a way of processing life and emotions yeah. and changes. And a fun fact is I had a voice teacher who um, my parents would take me and he was, he was a very, very, very older gentleman and an old school teacher, but had a big following because he had brought up all these like, I don't know, semi-famous singers and oh. i was like i must take lessons with my <laughs> teacher so my mom would drive me i was like in, like so far it was like 45 minutes from our house and she would like sit there because she was like who is this like old man you're going to like this tiny room with to learn <laughs> oh voice lessons from but it was fantastic because an incredible teacher and he actually had like a boy band who came into town and 
like he pitched them some of my songs. So like what? my first paid gig was like this like boy band <laughs> song <laughs> that like oh I was paid eight hundred dollars for, which for me was like humongous. Um, I was so they, like, they took the song. Oh yeah, they took the song. Wow, that is. Wait, and how old like, were you? Around? I was little. I was like eleven, maybe by then, or oh eleven or twelve. God. And but you was, had a paid songwriting gig. That was it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Wow. And then I didn't have a paid songwriting gig for a very long time. But um, I just remember thinking, like, oh, cool, like people connect with what you write, and yeah. Then I did a writers' camp, like through the Pointer Institute, and like got more into writing and journalism, and kind of discovered like the different ways or paths to writing but i didn't really know you could write books until much later on <laughs> <laughs> well songwriting is such an interesting um thing because i remember when you're a kid you think that all of them are writing their own music you think britney spears is writing yeah. all of her songs yes, yes, yes. and the backstreet boys are getting together with a notebook and <laughs> writing it all and then I, there's this point in life where you learn about songwriters and you you think wait a second yeah and it's so crazy when you start hearing about like oh this person this producer actually wrote 30 of, of this artist's songs. We did this um, songwriters fest in St. Pete a few years ago. Yes, at and, the Palladium? Well, it was all over. It was like a, a series of little shows, the DTSP okay, okay. songwriters fest. Oh, no. But I remember going to see one of the artists and she was like, yeah, you might know this one. Or no, it was a guy. And it was the Paw Patrol theme song for that show. <laughs> yes. And it's like, wow, there's a songwriter for everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> truly, truly, truly. Yes. Everything. Yeah. Um, there, oh my gosh, this this is a total non sequitur, but there was, um, <laughs> this just made me think of this YouTube channel that I watch called Defunct Land, and this guy digs up like old, like where this Disney ride, what it started as, like he, it's like he does like a lot of Disney, like past stories of the rise and fall of different rides and stories, but he wanted to find out who wrote the Disney Channel theme song, and it's like, it's dun, not even dun, a song. Dun, dun. It's, like, it's four notes. Yeah. It's we'll a little it. jingle. <laughs> but it was uncredited to anyone. And he did an hour-long documentary. Oh, my God. And when I tell you, I was sitting on the couch with my computer sobbing by oh. the end of this thing <laughs> because it was the discovery of this unsung talent that nobody knew even existed. It, it was wild. Whoa. So anyway, there's a world of writing behind so yeah. much that you but, don't even yeah. think about. I must watch that. Documentary. <laughs> if I, I'll I send it to you. It's, it's what because it started as just like a funny thing like he was going to do. Uh, it just I want to know who wrote this little jingle because he he he's kind of a documentarian of Disney things and why why they changed the the logo at this time in their history and it's just it's really wild and fascinating and I did not expect to get that emotional at nine in the morning. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is how they drew the Mickey ears. But anyway, yeah. oh my god. So when did when did that pivot to to poetry? Uh, okay, that's a great question. Because so, it seems you know, I mean, they're yeah. lyrical, so there seems to be a a pattern. But when did you? F f how did that come about? So I don't think I noticed that pattern. I think it was always there. Um, I did high school theater, as we yes. discussed. I was a, <laughs> a thespian, and um, when I went off to college. I, it was like writing was like the secret thing I wanted to do. Although like musical theater was like the thing that I, in, in a, a extroverted, introverted way, like displayed that I was like, oh, clearly 
we're all going to do this together. Like we're yeah. all going to acting school, right? <laughs> but like the acting school, like every aspect of it, I was like, oh God, I dreaded it. Like the auditions, like they were freaking me out. Like the whole, uh. like just like the idea of being on in such an intense way. I was like, this is not my vibe. Like I see people who are loving it and I was like, this is 100% yeah. their vibe inappropriate. But I had a lot of different feelings. So I was at good old... um Borders, borders, borders. Music, music in Tyrone, oh. Oh. R.I.P. That was oh my, my place. God. Yes, I would go. They used to have that thing, like the CD listening the, stand, and there was like five CDs you could listen to. Yes, yeah. I, I would take the bus just to go to the so mall good. and listen yeah. to CDs. It was so good. It, yeah, I would just hang out so there. So many artists that I love now, I I credit to listening and at Borders. Like, borders. I Thank feel God. like that coffee shop, it wasn't a Starbucks, no, but it, it was, felt like what Starbucks was yeah. before there was Starbucks. It was, it yeah. was so and You'd cool. sit there and get some extremely sweet coffee drink and mm-hmm. chat with your friends about well, what you no. bought at Rave Girl. No, yes, it was the <laughs> coolest. That was where our father and I would sit and wait for you <laughs> to shop at to Rave come back Girl. with your girlies <laughs> so we could drive home. <laughs> oh my God. I'm in the wet seal. I'm in the wet oh, So like, oh, and this is like a big side note and then I'll get back that, to this that, trajectory. That happens. But like, okay, do you remember mall fashion shows? <gasps> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that Whoa. was a whole time period and always where, like right in the middle yeah right in the middle and i thought it was the most vogue like cachet <laughs> thing i was like oh my god like this is fashion but it was all like yeah. ray, ray what seal right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i feel like sometimes they would have some like d-level artist like some musician <laughs> that like yeah. some record label somewhere really wants to get in front yes, of people yes, and they yes. would like kick it off <laughs> and there would be a fashion show like Halsey. Didn't Halsey get her start doing doing mall? Oh, amazing. Mall, yeah. I I mall so. tours were a big deal. <laughs> mall tour, the mall tour, the mall fashion show. I love malls. So, uh, yeah, yeah, still do. Still, still do. do. Especially the mall bookstores. And they're not there. Anymore. I know. Oh, God. So I was But anyway, so we're borders. in Borders. <laughs> <laughs> at Borders. And I was just like, in my feelings, as I often was, at Borders. <laughs> um, and I was like, what do I want to do? Like, it seemed like such a high state question. I started like going through these college prints and I was super nerd all my life. Shout out to all the super nerds out there. <laughs> um, and I was like looking at Princeton review, like college reviews and like all these books with like a lot of lists yes. in them. And I was like, I want to write. I want to write. And it was like, I had, there was this voice inside of me that for a long time, I just was like, ah, that's nonsense or like that's not a thing that is viable and then I looked up writing schools and just started applying like after that I like made I don't think I ever bought this book at Borders I bought other ones I'm sure <laughs> that's why you go to Borders but you I, sit yeah. there and yeah. read the, all the magazines read the magazines listen to yeah. the CDs <laughs> but I transcribed a lot of this book <laughs> and then I uh started just applying to these schools and then when I got into Sarah Lawrence, I was like, I'm only taking writing. I was like full on like writing classes, yeah. every genre. And it just, it felt like the absolute best fit. Like it just clicked. Like I was like, oh, these are my people. And mm-hmm. this is, I didn't know what crowd, I knew so little. Like, I think I just like, <laughs> was like, I am figuring out how to get into a good writing program and just went for just it. Manifested that yeah. right out of there. Yeah. And so you also went to, did you also go to school in Florida? Or yeah, went I went to, to USF for an MFA program. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which was like very fortuitous. Like I was at a master's program in New York, um, which was kind of hellish. Like I was having a very tough time. There was some issues with like kind of 
misogyny and racism in the department oh. and um just randomly i was working i was always like a kid who worked through like i worked through everything through high school through college through grad mm-hmm. school and i was one of my jobs was working as a translator for someone in the latin american studies department Uh, And through that project, I met Jay Hopler, the late Jay Hopler, who became my mentor. And I was like, I love working with you. Where do you teach? And he was like, at USF. At USF. What are the odds? odds? Where I was like, wow. I was like, I'm out of (laughs) here. I was like, I was like, I'm from Borders. And right back to borders. And yeah, right back, but it was the best. Like, honestly, the program was incredible. It's such a tight cohort, and the teachers were like, Oh, a good really teacher wonderful. can just absolutely change your whole outlook on education. I had one of my yep. favorite, my favorite professor of all of college was from USF in the communications department. Oh. And like, we're still friends on Facebook. She still reaches out and it's just crazy how something like that can just change the experience. Yeah. It's the best. That's the work, you know, mm-hmm. the true, like that's the teaching, the best part of teaching, I think also. Like when your high school theater department teacher comes to the bar that you work at and you're serving him drinks now. Yes. And like, yeah, this all this, worked. This all came together nicely. Honestly, yes. You need those people skills. Truly, that's well, a I really mean, hard Honestly, job. that's half the job, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I'm like, I may not be on a stage, but bitch, I am performing yes. every day. Yes. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> You mentioned working as a translator. You're fully bilingual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, I was raised um, um, Colombian. Oh, Colombian, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. and because now um, your latest book of poetry is in both languages, it kind of hops yeah. back and forth, right? Yes. That's that is amazing. Amazing. And the the title Donzerly is yes. it Don? It's or a do you play say Dan's, on. Because, so it's a play on Don's early, and it's Danzerly. Danzerly, because oh. that's that's from the the national anthem, the Don's early light. It's from the national anthem and it became like a word my dad um, used as an expression um, because he, when he heard the song, kept mishearing Dan Zerley. So like built, like we all do with lyrics of songs, Mm -hmm. he like built this word and was like, this is the definition, this word is so beautiful. And this is the definition of this word. It's beautiful if you think about it when when you're singing it. Hmm. This is a Danzerly day, isn't it? Exactly. You know? that's, exactly. That's yes. A, I, I mean, I can't think of any right now, but I know, like, how many times have you heard a song and you know you don't know the words and you just make up a word? Uh, <laughs> like, yes. Zombie, zombie. Love, you know the song, oh zombie. my God, yes. I always heard salami. <laughs> salami. Yeah, I like salami. I'm, I'm never going to not hear that now. Salami. <laughs> oh my goodness. So uh, what are, um, what are some of the themes of, of what you're writing about now and, and how is it different from maybe where you started? Uh, I write a lot about identity now. Um, I try to think of the world we're in and like all aspects of it that feel sometimes hyper compressed. Um, I think especially when we're living in a time of a lot of intense rolling lows. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it can feel just heavy watching yes. the news, just 
existing just existing (laughs) right so that question like what does it mean to be alive now is a big question for me um i think it's a big question for any generation and you know this time period of like climate change and people's you know lives being at risk for various reasons is one that i am like all of us i think sitting with and trying to negotiate right and how Mm -hmm. do you find like also pockets of joy and pockets of the self in that space um and how do you navigate like a like a lineage and who you are um and like the self that is becoming Mm -hmm. so i think a little bit of all of that i don't know any of that (laughs) yeah Yeah, no that's that's said really beautifully it's all there's a lot going on What was your first published piece? Do you remember? Oh like, my gosh! First ever. Ooh. Uh, I'm jump. I'm jumping timelines. I'm sorry. I'm like first ever. <laughs> I think was a poem in my undergrad, like literary magazine, possibly, or it mm-hmm. might have been with the Pointer Institute. I did an interview oh. with someone who used to do like a Loch Ness monster hoax. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like a part of that was published somewhere and I was very excited about it, like in a newspaper, in a newsletter or something. And I was like, oh, I'm a journalist. That is it. That is it. That's, <laughs> it's, I, I find, like, especially with poetry, I think it can also be difficult for that to find a place, like a public place. So to, to see that yours is getting recognized and most recently by the mayor <laughs> yeah um because you are you are the poet laureate yes. of st pete i was waiting waiting for the definition <laughs> yeah. for for us <laughs> not laureates <laughs> what how did that come about like what was the what is the, what does that even truly what mean? does it mean yeah like you know it's a position that i think is defined differently by each person um when I was tapped for it, like when I was told, like, I'm listen, you're in the final running and is this something you would want? I had not thought about it as something that I could do or would do or was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, yeah, hell yeah, that's something I'd want because I love programming and I love the city and I do you know, while we're talking about the news and it feels like that fight or flight definitely kicks in mm-hmm. yeah, almost every other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there are moments of just sitting with this place and how important it is to me. And it is my place. Like it is a state that my family chose after they, you know, immigrated here. You know, they were, they were in New York, they were other places, but then they were like, no, this is home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, this city made me a poet, so I can't ignore that. Um, so I think when I was asked, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think I'm happy to represent the city in any way I can, um, and especially through the arts. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not enough. I mean, there's it, uh, arts everywhere seem to always be, you know, slashed or cut or, you know, pushed down. And so to Truly. see that celebration... Um, is off is is amazing you know and so like that's a huge thing and mm-hmm. congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Like, oh my gosh thanks thanks it's just something <laughs> like i remember when i heard that i was like gosh i 
I, I don't even know what that means, but mm-hmm. that sounds so cool. Like, does she have an office somewhere now? Like, I don't you know. have an office. I asked, they were, I asked for a parking pass. If anyone's oh. listening, I was like, I want a parking pass for anywhere in this in I, anywhere Pittsburgh, downtown. Get That's that, all I want. Get that golden ticket now. Yeah. That's like my one big ass, please. Like, yes. Um, but it's yeah. been a position of like programming of service, um, of putting together different events but also like the festival the city of writers festival which just ended um in april like a couple days ago which just wrapped up oh god yeah (laughs) um and just putting together um programs that feel like they reach out in the city like they're accessible like they're in different spaces like they're for different age groups social economic groups races everything because i that's another thing i love about this area is it is very Mm -hmm. diverse and yet we tend to operate very much on like two blocks you know or, yeah. or a couple of blocks so um almost in a little bubble yeah, yeah yeah so that was really important for me when i was considering the position and thinking about programming was accessibility and how we can kind of think of poetry as something that is everywhere and for everyone and just you know as public and as accessible as a mural for example mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i um they were doing at um, recently. My husband and I went over to Chad Mize's uh, new yeah, space. Yes, space. <laughs> oh my god! Shout um, out to space. And they were doing uh, a, 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 yes a poetry reading, kind of open mic situation, and I was like, "This is amazing!" <laughs> like, yeah. And it was it was a a perfect setting for that. I don't. Mm. Know, it just felt so cool because it was wide open, and everyone was kind of gathered around, and um, it was just really special. And, yeah. and you, you, your love for this city shows through your writing. I, as we were, as we were looking back, I was like, Let, let's dig. And I was like, now I don't remember the name of the one, but there's one where you talk <laughs> okay. about the grapefruit tree. Oh um, yes. Um, and I was like, and it's just a very, it's a small piece, but I thought that was just so ah, like hyper tangible. Like, like, yes, yeah. and like, I feel like a, a grapefruit tree is something at some point in all of our childhoods. We exactly. had one we, at our school. We, we had one at Transfig, our Catholic school we went yes. to. We had one in our, in backyard. our backyards. But yeah. when you talk about the weight of the fruit, and I, I was like, God, I can feel that. And, yeah. and the, uh, the, the pith on your fingers. <laughs> pin, I was yes. like, I, you know, that is such a Florida specific feeling and you capture it beautifully oh thank you so much of course (laughs) i like the comparison to a mural too because i do think it's something people forget about like there's one form of art that is so openly celebrated which is amazing i mean we have the shine mural festival but i think that the writing art and the poetry is definitely we need to figure out a way to infiltrate that into all of the places that we love for the other types of art. So yes, yes, it's yes. very cool. So what's an example of like a, when somebody says, you know, I want to help helping with programming. So how, where do you even start? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I had been doing this work for a long time. So when we moved back here from New York, I wanted to find writers and I started linking up with Keep St. Pete Lit, with Wordier Than Thou, with different writing organizations, and just going to everything, just going to every event, every reading, trying to, like, again, find, like, writing friends, but also just, like, critique partners and, like, see who was out there. 
Uh, apparently a ton of people are out there. There's so yeah. many writers who live here <laughs> who are amazing, like in every genre. And like you have like romance writers, you have YA writers, you have poet, amazing poets. Um, Tyler Gillespie, who organized the oh, yes. Space That Space reading. Uh-huh. You have Yuli Restrepo, who read at That Space oh, reading. Oh, my God. And Yuki Jackson. And like... I'm sorry. I just had a yeah. flashback. <laughs> you brought him to the restaurant that I work at. That's at Tyler. Yes. And... You introduced, and I was like, I, I've seen you. I don't know why I know you. And <laughs> that you just made a lot around here. You just <laughs> yeah. made that connection for yeah. me. I'm like, that's where I saw him. He organized that. Okay. Yeah. There we Great go. writer. We Great go. writer. Yeah. Yes, amazing. Yes, yes. Yeah. So there's so many people here who are like doing the work. So I think a lot of it comes from like, well, where do you start with programming? Is like with your community and with finding the people who are already like operating like the cultured books or barbershop books. Um, nonprofits, um, and who already have things in place. Like I didn't want to necessarily come in and start like another organization as a poet laureate. I more so wanted to be more of a, like a bridge between everything, um, or a I don't kind know, kind of like amplify what's already happening. Yeah, put it on a bigger platform. Exactly. Yeah, because it's all good work. Like mm-hmm. it's all like people have been doing this work for a very long time. Um, and then Tumbleo Books, which I partner with a lot. Like I started running their poetry series and it just got me linked up with a lot of different poets and um, the conversation and the community that they build in that courtyard is just magical. That place is magical. Right. And everything yes. that they do is magical. Um, and you, is that where you have your book club? No. Oh, But no. I do love all their book clubs. Because they have like. <laughs> Great book clubs. They have a lot of them. Yes. I was talking, again, I'm like, I know, I know nothing. And I was talking to um, uh, Rachel. Yes. At Tombola. And I was like, oh, what, what, what's your book club over there like? She's like, well, we have <laughs> this one, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. This one. So <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, of course, of course you do. I've got- <laughs> and I think people turn up for them, truly, like for every distinct subgenre or book oh, club yeah. theme, there's people who show up, which it's, is incredible. It's funny that I feel like this is going to sound so dumb to say, but <laughs> books are becoming cool again. Yes, they really God. are. Yes. I Honestly. mean, and I, I, I sometimes judge what's cool based on our younger siblings because yeah. they're <laughs> younger and cooler than us. And our sister, Monica, who's in her mid twenties, like her and her friends, they, they're not even reading on Kindles and all of that. Like that's kind of going away. They love reading book books and it's just happy. Um, it makes me happy to see. It almost makes me feel like, gosh, I need to be doing more of that. Look at you guys. You're doing so great. Yes. But it just always feels good to see that like pendulum swing back. It's just an art form and, and something that you people can enjoy forever and have forever. I think we get caught up in the, the technology of, of everything, but <laughs> You know, I w- we were I was with them at Oxford Exchange one day oh. for a brunch, and there was like there happened to be a, a signing of some author. I'm not sure who it was, but it was just cool seeing them so excited about it. Cause I was like, oh, good, there's hope for everybody. <laughs> like now well, we need the generation after them, hope. and them, and then the next one. Just well, keep I've finding he- that love. I've heard it yes. said that Gen Z is just boomers all over again. They wear Crocs, read books, <laughs> and they don't know how to order in restaurants. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> actually accurate. Uh, so about your book club, what, what, how do, where, how does that? <laughs> I can't talk. I cannot talk. 
Um, How does one club? Is, um, <laughs> this is a book club of um, like journalists and writers uh-huh. and um, like women in media who just, you know, started. I'm a newer member, but it started a while back and it's truly delightful. Like it's just lovely to just deep dive into a book. It keeps me reading and it also makes me read something outside of like my typical, which is like I love like good speculative fiction and like I can read that <laughs> all day, every day. But it makes me read, you know, wide. Yeah. Which is really lovely. Well, because I, and you do do quite a bit of work with Tumblr too, because yeah. you did an event again at Good Intentions where I work that I thought was the absolute coolest thing yes. I've <laughs> ever heard of. So they do, and they've had a couple of these, I think, yes. right? It, like, this is all because of Kelsey. I think this is like her her baby yeah it's it's a brilliant idea they 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 basically call it book speed dating oh that's cool and what they did is they set up i'd say maybe 10 tables of six to eight people and then they had the the quote-unquote daters which you were one of (laughs) pitching pitching those books you you had like i don't know what was it five minutes or something to go to a table and you had to pitch a book to them that is such a cool idea. And then I have to go to another table and over and over yeah. and over again. And at the end of the night, included in your purchase of the ticket is one book of your choice. And you, and but everybody oh would take gosh. notes and compare and talk the books like and then it's at the really end. Fun. And then most people just went and bought all of them anyway. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, that's such a brilliant idea. Because sometimes you find yourself in a bookstore and you're like reading the backs and you're like, oh, this one's just editor quotes on the back. <laughs> yeah, I hate this. I don't know what this one's about. Yeah, you need the real scoop. You know? <laughs> like, I want to know the insider synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, just so it, fun. And it, it, it actually it just makes it fun and different. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cool idea. And it got a yeah. good turnout. I hope you guys keep Great doing that. Great turnout. Them. I really hope there's some love that sparked. Anytime there's like a mixer type event, whether it's in writing or in film, I'm like, please, somebody, long-term romance. Yes. Invite us to your wedding. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a Hallmark movie right there. Yeah, like, I'm ready for that. They met at the book speed dating event. Honestly, <laughs> pitched his book yes. to me. <laughs> She's a mid-city writer. and yeah. he's, a- he's a true crime. <laughs> Who wouldn't watch that? Who wouldn't right, watch that? I'm in. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Narrated by Dolly so, Parton, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah. It must be. Um, also uh, speaking of women in media, um, you are co-founder of Pitch Her Productions yes. with another mutual friend of ours. Caitlin. It's Caitlin Morris. <laughs> um, and it's a nonprofit and it's for well, you can explain it better than I can, but this is a nonprofit for women in film um, or women and female identifying individuals in film. And it was started with uh, Caitlin Morris and Chanel Waterhouse, who um, both are my dear, dear friends from high school days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all theater, OG so theater funny. kids right yes, there. OG the theater A-list kids. right there. Yeah. <laughs> and we were living in New York and, the, you know, it just goes to show that sometimes your friends have a lot more faith in you than you do. And we were sitting around somebody's coffee table or kitchen table somewhere. There was a table involved. And we were sitting there and we, we just started talking about like film projects and what we would like to work on, what we would like to see. Uh, I don't remember what was out. It was like a really bro movie time that we were in. <laughs> and they both looked at me and they were like, well, you should write something. And then we can be in it. Oh. And we'll, I was like, whoa, no pressure. I was like, I've never written a film before. <laughs> but I love this aspirational goal that you're giving me 
And I just said yes, like blindly. I was like, what would I not say yes to that these two people offered me or suggested? Honestly, I would do anything that they <laughs> told me to do. So we um, started working together, like started making films, like super indie, the smallest budgets you well, could ever think that's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how it starts. That's where you, yeah. you got to start somewhere, yes. Very renegade, <laughs> yeah. And how often do you hear stories of, you know, oh, me and my buddies started this in our garage at midnight exactly. on a Thursday. Like, that's how, that's, it is your friends, you know, amping you up, the, yeah. the, how those things happen. Yeah, and that's the best. And then, I mean, long story short, we grew from there and we just started doing, like, short films, short films, series we started mentoring people making um organizing mixer events like meeting people at festivals we got into festivals like it just all started happening in very cool unexpected ways um we we pitched a uh lab like a lab series where we had like a we did this with two shows and we had a different crew like a different team per episode different director different Oh. We had one writer for the whole se- season, but we had a whole different crew and cast per episode. And then we put those together. We even did one during the pandemic called Public Service because of the stress on <laughs> yes. public servants. Oh. And um, it was filmed in Florida, in Ohio, and in New York. And it was a blast. And it was one of those things that we, again, could never imagine. It felt like the most fun chaos (laughs) ever (laughs) but it was i you know i wouldn't trade it for anything yes yeah i learned a parallel park uh, like equipment ban in the city now that's a lifelong skill nothing more terrifying than trying to park a truck in the in the city i need a diploma for that honestly where is that Uh, new level unlocked you are you are now the parallel parking laureate (laughs) (laughs) it all comes back to the parking spot exactly So I yes I I prepared um, rose sangria. Um, mm. Actually, I I partially prepared it. So yesterday I was telling you we had a little pool party. These at our are house. your leftovers. No, <laughs> just kidding. This is they're delicious. This is a uh, a, a reimagining mm. of yesterday's Fancy. sangria. <laughs> so. Uh, we we had a little pool party at the house with some old coworkers. It was really nice and just little low key barbecue type thing. And my husband just th- th- threw together like a little sangria because he used to work at a Spanish restaurant in New York uh, for like I don't know, seven years. Uh, so he's he can make sangria eyes closed like that's every day had to make and cut the fruit and do all the stuff and then and he can also scrape a paella pan like nobody's (laughs) business (laughs) so i remember being at one of our family reunions in like the tiniest tiniest hotel kitchen like where it's just enough to fit one plate and he's in there dicing fruit and making yeah. this perfect sangria. <laughs> Amazing. So he, he has prepared sangria and then today I just I added new fruit and freshened it up, add a little sparkling wine to it. Oh my gosh. Um so it's 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 a hybrid sangria. Well, it's but, perfect for this time of year. 
It's really delicious. Oh, it's thank like, you. yeah, it's very refreshing. Mm. I yes. like a splash of sparkle in oh. there. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It always needs a little sparkle. It's just, and it's, it's really just red, um, not red, rose wine, oranges, strawberries. Um, there's a little uh, rose aperitif in it as well. Oh. And sparkling rose. So it's like three times rose. Oh I love God. that. The three roses. I'm ready for this podcast cocktail book. Okay. Yes. Yes. Say, honestly. I've had so many ideas for things like that in the past. And I'm I really I'm ready for the podcast short film. You'll be directing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. With recipes. That's like so cozy yeah. sounding. Like that's a new genre, I feel like. <laughs> it is crazy how, and we've talked about this people film podcast themselves podcasting now and then those videos take off it's just like what dimension are we in anymore i don't even know it's so cyclical yeah because it's like okay you're doing like basic radio broadcast but now you've got to get a high camera set up now just to film that just so people will go back to your radio show i'm over here it's just like a lot of that we're getting there Season two is going to be filmed. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Oh my god! We're tr- we're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> well, I think step. The cameras are the first part. The cameras it's like, are the you know, first Are we using part. our phones or what are we doing? We'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, <laughs> we, I mean, it's very as, exciting. <laughs> we're, we're working on it. It's 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 coming along. Yeah, little I by mean, little. This yeah, we're very proud of of where it's come in a short time. We launched in March and. Had a lot of great episodes and met amazing people like you. So it's going it's well. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so always we kind of like to finish with a little where you been shout out to somewhere local. Um, I have to pull mine up. I have to go to my notes. Sam, I always have notes. Sam I have a good one notes. this time. I have a good one. It's very topical. Oh, very topical. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have to find it. Now. Scrolls, find scrolls. It <laughs> no, I, I remember that. Okay, well, but uh, do you want me to start then since I'm so prepared? Yes. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Ready. Well, I would like to shout out <laughs> Jessica Santander. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. The way you set that, like. <laughs> this is my think. book report. <laughs> Okay, so way backstory. Yeah, you were on was a great day live the the jewelry place. Oh yes, it was a great day. No, you said that really weird. Yes, I was on. You've had like three television experiences lately. I got them confused. Celebrity, (laughs) or was it Morning Blend? It was Great Day Live. Okay, okay, and I was the segment after a jewelry shop. So Jessica Santander, and I can say this because this episode will air after our mother has received her presents. Um, okay, good. Yes. But our mom noticed as you were on this episode that the jewelry segment before yours, this woman, Jessica Santander, if I'm saying it right, had this Sounds really right. beautiful jewelry. And it's like dainty gold pieces, bracelets. And she does a, a lot of the markets around here. She was at the Hyde Park Market over the weekend. Ooh. And our mom just randomly, of course, said it's a screenshot. She's like, I love these necklaces. They were on the show Max was on. By the way, my birthday's coming up. By the way, Mother's Day's coming up. <laughs> subtle, subtle. Love it. Yes. So anyway, I just appreciate a business, a local business, because she's it's all Tampa handmade jewelry. She does a lot of 
really cute stuff for the Tampa Bay Lightning, like really dainty lightning bolt necklaces. And I just love a small business that is so nice and responsive on social media. Because all I did was message this girl and say, this is what my mom sent us a picture of. Help me. <laughs> and and she answered right away. And she's like, I love those pieces. You can either come see me tomorrow or I will ship them out first thing Monday. You will have them before Mother's Day. And then Amazing. I just got to chatting with her and she was so sweet. And she does all these markets and has an online boutique of her jewelry. And I'm just a super big fan. So I wanted to shout her out. Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> Jessica Santander. I wish I got to talk to her, but it was a, it's a live show, so I have to stand awkwardly in a corner and watch her talk <laughs> while staring at her. Oh. So I didn't, I didn't get to know her, but she seemed lovely. Yes. Is that I just, the name of her business? Her name? <laughs> Is that yeah. her name? That's the, that's the business? Her? Jessica Santander Jewelry. Jessica Santander. I love jewelry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess every time I feel like I throw some curveball at you and you just look at me with your mouth open. (laughs) No, that's nice. Well, ever since you brought up the airport as your favorite local business, I needed to. Now I don't know what to expect from you. I love love the airport. I love Phoebe. Um, Phoebe. The flamingo. um, I guess. to stay on, I guess, that kind of track, I, I would like to shout out the boys at Atlas Menswear. <gasps> yes. um, it's on Central, and it's, like, on the same block that Booyah Ramen and mm-hmm. No Vacancy. It's like a navy blue wall with gold lettering. Yeah. It's very pretty. Um those two guys do menswear and it is everything I envision myself wearing if I was like next to a pool in Hawaii at a resort. Oh like the most curated yes. menswear. Florals, stripes, but in the best kind of way, stripes. And and speaking of birthdays and things, now everyone knows that that's like my favorite store. So yeah. I have. I go in there probably once or twice a year for either Christmas or your birthday. And they're always so nice. Who are you shopping for? And then I always say, I'm like, so my brother comes here a lot. And then I try and describe you. And I don't know if it ever goes anywhere. Oh, no. Just say Max from Good Intentions. Okay. Because they know what would us he like? well. <laughs> he knows my style very well. Because we walk in there on a Sunday afternoon and he hands us a glass of wine and I end up buying a bathing suit. I usually. love that. And you get, that wine. you get wine when you shop. Yeah. That's a big up. Yes. Yeah. That will get me. Or that something will. cute that they've whipped up. You know, he'll be like, I made spiced cranberry margs. And I'm <laughs> like, they're so cute there. I love them to death. Yes. So I'm a shout out Atlas. And I also, when I mentioned a book report earlier, I need to tell a book report story since we're on a writing episode. But book report. Just you just, saying that made me shiver that. because <laughs> I feel like that was one of those daunting things when you were a kid. I'm just going to flag that for a moment. Um, but Gloria, where, where you, what do you, what do you shout now? What do we, so I mean, I, can I have more than one? Of course. Out? Okay. So I'm going to do one jewelry. Palm Sunday has been my latest jewelry, local mm. jewelry. Um, where is that? Just in the markets and online and oh, just like beautifully crafted. Okay. I feel like there's. I mean, I'm ready for the local jewelers festival. Yes, honestly, I mean, there's, there's enough really talented, talented goldsmiths, metalsmiths, silversmiths in the area that are like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Um, there should be. Is there not a festival of this sort yet? I don't know. You should, you should start. Somebody. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for Atlas. So, hey. <laughs> together. Ooh, Atlas has some nice men's like necklaces too. Oh. oh. I've, I've recently dabbled in jewelry. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I've never, I hated jewelry, but ever but since we well. got the permanent jewelry oh, yeah. at our looking, sister's. I was admiring it. Oh, thank yes. you. I have oh this gosh. little gold chain because all the girlies at the bachelorette wanted to get permanent jewelry. <laughs> Love it. So I'm like, well, I have to get some too. Um, mine fell off. My sister's. Mine, oh. I had an anklet. It is somewhere. Our sister Monica. And <laughs> what, what I think is hilarious, like all of them lost, or I think all of them now have lost theirs. It's hard on your feet. But you I'm know? like, I have mine on my wrist, and I am a bartender. I swim almost every day. I'm like, how does this one stay on? One of the funniest things about that <laughs> situation was we all got the permanent joy the day before the wedding. So then on the wedding day, the, the photographers come to take pictures of stuff. And we're <laughs> so all the girls are like, we are showing our feet because our, our jewelry's on our feet. And then randomly, <laughs> Max puts his hand down. First of all, don't think photographers knew what we wanted on our feet taking a picture of. I think they thought shoes. <laughs> So Max puts his hand down by our feet and they're like, you can, oh God. it's almost like they just didn't want to ask. So to, be, so to be safe, they took a picture of, of just Max's hand. So we're looking, we're looking. You just think they're like desperately in the editing suite. Like this must mean something. Like yeah, he really really jumped in there with his. (laughs) So we get the album back of these beautiful photos. We're scrolling through, and there's one of just Just my hand. Amazing, amazing. We're like, oh. I feel like if you stare at a hand or a foot long enough to like it becomes something you're just like yeah Yeah. it becomes like hot dog fingers (laughs) (laughs) these are weird (laughs) Um, so anyway Palm Sunday Palm Sunday Sunday. Um, my other shout out I'm trying to think like there's so many cool orgs I'm going to shout out some literary orgs oh please please um, I'll shout out cultured books incredible um, BIPOC owned and run and um, like yes. promoting bookstore, um, barbershop book club, which gives free haircuts to um, young black boys when they finish a book. Oh my um, gosh, that's so cool. Keep oh St. Pete lit. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. <laughs> Truly. Um, keep St. Pete lit, which is just a fantastic literary organization, which does workshops and different literary events around town. Um, wordier than thou. Um, very progressive, LGBTQ, just really like smart, business-oriented, uh, literary nonprofit. They run a publishing festival also. Um, poetry at Grand Central Black Crow on Sundays, run by Ooh. Denzel. Oh. I'll recommend that to anybody wanting to find community. It's like such a lovely vibe, beautiful space. Um, and there's so many poetry series. Like, I think you can Google like open mics or poetry readings and any week and find multiple events to go to. You know what? I want to, I'm, I'm going to talk to the good attention owner or something. We need to have like a poetry, poetry wine night, yes. poetry. which speaking of which with Tombolo books, we're working on, we don't know what it is yet, but we're working on like a book cocktail pairing menu. That oh is God. so, um, so cool. recently I was yes. uh, in touch with Rachel over there. Um, and she came to this, came to us with this idea. Like I, I'd love to pair books with cocktails, but we don't know like, 
is it a menu? Is it an event? Is it oh what? But she's like, let's just work that. with what you have. And uh, so she, I gave her our menu and she came back with like a document of like why this book pairs with oh, this cocktail and a so... story behind it, a story behind the writer. And I was like, girl, That's I, mean, amazing. I expect yes. nothing less, but um so eventually we're going to try to do something, whether it's like a special of the week or maybe even do like a, another, some kind of book night. Oh, that them. is yes. such It a was just one of those things that we all got together and we're like, we want to do something. It. I mean, the Tumblr, <laughs> yeah. the Tumblr booksellers are geniuses. Really geniuses. Like they're, they're on it. They're so creative. Brilliant. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. I can't shout them out enough on this yes. episode. Um, I did want to touch base just because we're on a writing thing. So our father, when we were growing up, <laughs> was very, um, very adamant that we had good writing skills as as early kids. To the point that Sam was actually accused of plagiarism. I was. Because oh her gosh. writing was better than class average. <laughs> this was before ChatGPT. This is before yeah. AI. Exactly. I mean, okay. the, us, the, our cheating was looking at Cliff's notes. I mean, that's really the extent of what you could do. Well, and I, I always got like great grades on my like paper writing, but then I would never do like the boring work. <laughs> so the teachers would think, well, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, how can you write a great paper but not do the journal work? I'm like, oh, the journal work is boring. I'll write the paper. <laughs> I remember. Like, we trust would... that I read the book and I'll <laughs> I'll write a paper about it. Like, you don't need to keep up with me. But yeah. I, get it, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But um, early on, like he would, I had to do a book report and I came to him with with this sheet of paper and he brought out the red pen the red pen yes oh my god i mean like edit it because he 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 majored in english he was he, he right i was yeah, gonna ask yeah, yeah. Writing background. Um, more yeah. hobbyist but um you know very wild ideas of writing i mean you know he was a very like kurt vonnegut fan that oh, that kind of style of always know. kept a yellow legal pad on yeah. the counter for like when he would have a, a thought or something oh. he would write it down and he had like boxes and boxes of these yellow legal pads of just his thoughts on paper really oh, that I we have that. still yeah. sworn to at some point go through and actually do oh, something with <laughs> what a cool daunting. teacher though yeah like, and mm-hmm. dad honestly, it was it, it awesome. was um i believe he liked to say that i had to make sure i inflicted myself upon the children yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that, in, in a yeah. creative and critical thinking way not physically obviously yes, yes, yes. um but uh but he was known for editing down our stuff. Well, when we were in fifth grade, I um, also, because you're a musical theater fan, uh, you may know around that time, uh, it was when the uh, Madonna Evita oh, yes. film oh my gosh. came I out. Mean, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. So we. That was an era. That, that was, was an audition era. song for me. That it should not have been, but it was an audition. Oh, yeah. Not in like memories. Oh. oh. I mean, just give it to me, Lloyd Webber. Yes. And Madonna, like, that was our era. We named, like, all of our stuffed animals after Evita characters. <laughs> Amazing. And <laughs> I was, like, so into this. And again, like, gay. Okay. But, like, oh my God. not seeing it. No. Not seeing it. Perfect. Like, oh. So, fifth oh. grade, they ha- I, 
that's I think the grade you start doing book reports. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I was like, how can I make this a <laughs> So I was I went to the library because we had to go to the school library. So yeah. they obviously didn't have you know Argentinian dictator <laughs> books, you know. And so I was like, okay, okay. And I found like a travel guide <laughs> book to Argentina. Oh my gosh, I remember that. And I, I was like, okay, I, I, I can, I can do this. I'm gonna make this book report, and so the entire report, and we had to have like a, a, a poster board oh with my God. pictures. The poster so it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's just little squares of like, this is the Argentinian region for this, and this is the history of this, and this was the president then, and there's a big picture of Madonna in the middle. <laughs> Clearly, of course. And I was like, Ava Peron was born in <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> The entire report became about Evita. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so um, I got better. I learned more that uh, I, I, got, I got rave reviews on my presentation, naturally. <laughs> but the teacher was like, Next time, maybe a book with a story. You know, I love it. I love it. You're like, this is history. The book like, of life. Because the 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 book that I was reviewing was just like a travel guide to Argentina. So my my writing improved after that. Oh my god, I didn't want to ask, but yeah. if you will. Oh my god, <laughs> I gotta pull it out. So I didn't know if that I would be nerdy like to, to ask you to read a poem. No, it's not nerdy at all. <laughs> um, so I'll talk about this while I pull it up because I need to figure out where I am. And this poem is from a novel in verse that I'm working on right now. Oh. And it is is set in the near future. Could be 10 years from now, could be 50 years from now, depending on the choices we make for our planet. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of teenagers in this book, and our main character works at a charging station, like solar station. And that's all you need to know for this poem, I think. Um, yeah, so I'll okay, read this one. Yeah. Okay. We sell lighters shaped like alligators, manatees, and palm trees. Aliens, flamingos, merfolk. All are made of thick plastic with paint that peels after a few uses. Technically, they're refillable. But no one ever buys the cartridges. Other semi-practical disposables for sale. Condoms, energy boost syringes, anti-facial recognition contacts, and Ronoco air fresheners. Ocean breeze scented cartoon suns wearing sunglasses that smell like the blue pills I drop into the toilets on Wednesdays. Maybe the ocean smelled like fabric softener before all the oil spills. Cars pull up to charge every few moments. I've mastered the art of tuning out the low hum of news anchors talking over one another. But then I see the headline. 
Manatee removed from endangered list. Now extinct. And I don't want to cry again today when everything feels like a mediocre slide spiraling into a dark pit, but you know, I'll shed much of myself onto this counter for our favorite animal. We let the manatee, an animal with no known predator, go extinct. I reach for a manatee-shaped lighter. It flickers to life in my hand. We'll be sold out of these by the end of the week because people become nostalgic about animals as soon as they're gone. It's pathetic and pacifist. It's predatory. Thank you. Thank you. Such a way to, I mean, paint a, a picture and a feeling. And it's absolutely true. Oh, it's, <laughs> makes me that's, sad. That could be, it could very well be. Yeah. Gotta make some choices. But it's, mm, <laughs> you know? it's up to us and Gen Z and their Crocs. Honestly, yes. Please, <laughs> for kids. the manatee. For the, manatees. for the manatees. Oh, they're so uh, perfect. Look, that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Like, Thanks for having awesome. me. This is so much fun. Thank this, you. Uh, it's It's been so great having you here and reconnecting like after coming back from New York. I and know. like, it's just, it's just makes my heart just flutter. Love so, it. We were Love meant it. to be here. Yes. And that's so great. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, well, we'll see, see you, you next, next week. week. <laughs>